Just after 4.30, Kimba on the Roots with you on a Tuesday afternoon. Thanks to IGA Supermarkets. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. Been a beautiful day, still hovering around 18 degrees. Well, it's an exciting time if you're young... AFL aspirant, Roach. The uh, AFL National Draft gets underway on November the 20th and 21st with the pre-season and rookie draft on November the 22nd. As we welcome the South Australian National Football League under-18 coach, Tony Bamford. Hello, Tony. Good afternoon, guys. How are you going? Not bad. You put a lot of work into these young kids. It's a nervous time for them. Do you get a little bit nervous for them? Oh, yeah, absolutely we do. Um some of these, uh, some of these young men we've known since the age of 15, 16. Mm. So uh, Jack Deline, for example, um, was just starting out at, at South Adelaide in my last year down there. So I've known him since he was 12. And but some of the other guys, um, like Taylor Goad, for example, we've only had exposure with him for about nine months. So, uh, but no, you can't help but get um, emotionally attached and involved and a little bit anxious at the same time. Well, we'll call them stock because that's what they are. Uh, if we listen to a lot of the smarties, this isn't our strongest group of players coming through. Is that fair assessment or not? Uh, it's it's accurate in the fact that um, the national results suggest that we were one of the, the, the weaker performing teams in that mm. four-week period. But having said that, if you look at what these, these players have done over a two-year period, I think it stands up pretty well uh, nationally against some of the other players and other um, potential draftees. But... Um, I just we just did not have the depth of talent this year that were what we've had in past years. But the top end talent's still there, so I'm, I'm convinced and I'm certain that some of these boys are going to go on to have a really good career at AFL level. All right, we'll dig into some of these boys shortly. But we look at Cal Toomey, who's a pretty good judge. He talks to everyone. Uh, he only has three South Australians in the to go in the top 30. Uh, Will McCabe, we know, the son of Luke, will go to the Hawks. And there's Jack Deline, as you just mentioned, the South Adelaide 181 centimetre forward. And uh, Ashton Moyer, 188 centimetre forward from Glenelg. Are the experts missing anyone? Oh, look, Cal, Cal does a lot of research and I think mm. he's pretty close to on the money for what we have here in, in SA and offer this year. Um, those three guys have been high performers for two or three years in the talent pathway across national level. So, um, and, and Will McKay was clearly a standout for us this year. Um, playing as a as a tall tall defender, um, he was our best or well, one of our best players. But he's he's developed really nicely um, since he played as an under sixteen as an overager two years ago. So uh, Hawthorne are going to be a really good player there. Um, and Delene and Moyer are just two uh, freakishly talented kids. Um, Delene had a good year this year, and and Ash probably didn't have the year that he was hoping for, but. Um, there's undeniable talent there. I've never seen a player kick 50 metres off his left and his right, and, oh. and the kick looks exactly the same. So um, he, he's going to go in um, probably a bit later than what people were saying this time last year, but he'll still go in somewhere. And, yeah, he'll um, he'll do really well, I'm sure. But when you say 50 on his left and his right, you're talking like Taylor Walker. Uh, it's, a, it's a special looking kick, Rooch. Uh, sorry, Kimbo. This one, he's. Um, yeah, he, even even he doesn't isn't sure exactly which of his best side he can oh. kick from fifty from a set shot on his left, and he kicks from right with a set shot on his um, on his right foot as well. So Love it. He, he then I asked him once what makes you decide on what you what foot you kick with, and he said it depends on what the last kick looked like. If I kick right and it mm. misses, I'll try my left next one. <laughs> but wouldn't that be a luxury? Indeed. Oh, Brian Cunningham, Tony. <laughs> The late Matt Rendell left us a lesson that you go through every one of the re- these results because there's always going to be a diamond in the rough. There's a young lad at North Adelaide who can run 
very fast and can certainly jump like Kazali and Kane McAuliffe. Tell us about him. Mm. Yeah, really, um, really enjoyed coaching Kane this year. Um, such an honest footballer. Works unbelievably hard on his craft on and off the field. He's mm. a big, powerful inside mid. Um, plays a plays a little bit like Patty Dangerfield did in the in his first mm. year at AFL level. It's it's uh, he's based on power, winning the ball inside and then penetrating the ball with his legs and his long kick. He's a left footer, kicks the ball a mile. Nice. Um, he's had a really he's had a really good year um, for us. He was probably he was easily our best midfielder, um, followed by some support by our bottom major Sid Draper, but. Um, by the end of our champs, Kane was absolutely exhausted. He'd done so much work for our for our midfield group. So, okay. um, in the Port Augusta lad, he's been down in, in boys' school at PAC for a few years. He's he finished school this time last year, so he's had a year of life skills, which is going to hold him in really good stead when he goes into the AFL system. So, uh, great kid, powerful player. Got to watch that one. Yeah. Eight Sandville players were invited to the AFL Combine. We've spoken about four of those. Jack Deline, Will McCabe, Ashton Meyer and Kane McAuliffe. What about Taylor Goad, Will Patton, William Rollins and Bodie Ryan? What are your expectations there? Oh, Taylor would, Taylor's definitely going to be drafted. And, look, um, and it's really going to be interesting to see how early um, a, a tall ruck is selected by a mm. club. Generally speaking, generally speaking the, the, the tall ruck's um, either you're in the top 10 or you're sort of in the back half of the draft. So um, it's going to be interesting to see where, where Taylor um, fits into it all. But he's a unbelievably uh, exciting footballer. Athlete who can run under um, three seconds for 20 metres is really rare when you're, when you're t- 200 centimetres tall. And um, he's had next to no exposure in a football pathway mm-hmm. other than this year at South Adelaide. Before that, he was involved at basketball. So he's like a blank canvas, really. There's so much room for improvement and growth. Um, and one, one thing I loved about Taylor this year in our program, he was so thirsty for knowledge, mm. looking for information on where he should be positioning and just always open to learning. So that's going to hold him in good stead. Will Patton? Um, young, young Bode. Yeah, Will Patton was our captain. Uh, excellent leadership skills, uh, medium to tall defender. Plays a little bit like Jake Lever at Melbourne and a bit like Tom Doday, who's just left the Crows. Those kind, that kind of intercepting... Defender, really good high uh, game game IQ. Didn't finish the year off because of a shoulder injury, so he missed the second half of the year. Um, Bodie Ryan, a running defender, half back, had a really good game in our in our carnival playing against Harley Reid, who's going to be number one. Um, he went back onto Harley Reid after Harley had kicked three goals in the first quarter and did a job on Harley when he was playing forward. So that was sort of um, Bodie's break breakout game. His cousin Jacob got drafted to Collingwood last year. Similar types of players. And um, Locke Rawson is the other one that you mentioned, guys. He's the he's our athlete who's got unbelievable running ability. Already runs GPS numbers um, that AFL players run. So athletically, there's no issues with him. Um, he's a, a high forward who does all that um, unheralded running up and down the ground to help team offense and team defense. And he's a just finishing school this year at uh, PAC, so he should have his hand, um, head down in the books <laughs> doing some study right now. And Tony, what about uh, William Rollins from Norwood? Oh, so Will's a different one. He's actually an NT kid um, who came down to go to school um, at Ross Trevor College. Um, he's a, a powerful body. He's probably plays a bit like uh, Dane Zorko at the lines. Mm-hmm. He's a midfielder who can also go forward and hit the scoreboard. He's uh, got a low centre of gravity. He's not a tall mid, but he's um, very clean hands, makes good decisions and uses the ball pretty well. 
Um, so he uh, he's got a chance of getting in as a probably as a small forward more than a midfielder. All right, Rooch mentioned diamonds in the rough. We'll play a hypothetical here. You're recruiting for Port Adelaide at the moment. You've only got one selection. It's pick 73. They need tall defenders, and they probably need a project forward as well. Is there uh, someone? No, I'll you... add in a theme there. They're actually going to go for a player with outside run. Outside, really? Yeah. Okay. Don't worry right. about defenders. Not at all. Don't worry about outside forward. No, run. Outside run they want. Okay. Have you got something at around pick 73 that will still be on the table? Okay, well, if Locke Rawlinson's still there, then then he would be he'd be one that I'd I'm certain he's going to make every post a winner if he gets a chance at AFL level. And the other player that I've that I've liked all year um, is Jed Digman from North Adelaide. He's mm. a country boy from Moraroo. Um, he can play inside and outside, and very very smart footballer. He hasn't. I don't think he's got the attention that his uh, ability warrants. So I've I've tried to sell him as much as I can to the yeah. AFL clubs. Yeah. Some are interested, some not so much, but he's a player that I, I think um, could possibly um, really evolve and develop well inside an AFL environment. From Mick Redden territory, Oruru up north. That's it, yeah. yeah. I've had a few beverages with Mickey up there at the Oruru in the peak <laughs> and a pub, yeah. Hey, Tony, tell us how much this landscape has changed in the era when you were running around. Everyone was just looking at what you did on match day and looked at the highlights. Now there's so much being done about your background, the way you present. And these young men speak better than some 300-game players did a decade ago. Where has this development, this transformation of the teenager AFL aspirant come recently? How does that um, unfold? Yeah, it's, a, it's a good question. And, and look, I guess you can... When, when players come through the school system now, football's a genuine career path yep. for them. Whereas, you know, 10 years ago, football was something you do on the side. Mm. Um, you might be a builder or a chippy or an electrician or... You know, go to and do a law degree or whatever, but you've been football would be number two. But now, yeah. kids go into high school um, prioritising football as their career. So mm. there's a lot there's a lot goes into into that off field. We have some really really great people inside our programs. Jack Hennepy does our wellbeing and education, and mm. Tom De Benedictus who runs our S and C programs, and other professionals that we call upon during the program who um, paint a big picture to the players. So the on the on field, the off field, all of the um, I guess the pitfalls around um, the AFL environment. We do a lot of training on media and how to present yourself in a public forum, public speaking challenges, cooking challenges, goal setting. It's quite a lot of work off field, not just all how they kick and mark the ball. So the whole program's designed around developing both the player and the person. Um, And um, and that's that's what AFL clubs want. They want good players, but they also want... um, outstanding people who can come and make their club better. If you only waited a little while, Kim, the system would have been for you. Oh, really? (laughs) My dad was horrified when I gave up schooling because I wanted to be a footballer. Uh, It didn't work out Before your time, you were. (laughs) um, We'll be talking to most of these young players, the top 30 in South Australia over the next few weeks, and they do surprises every year Mm. about how well they present themselves Mm. and how many interviews they have to go through. This takes me to the Adelaide Football Club. They have Picks 10, 14, 20, and 89. We believe they're going to go and try and go up the order. If you were at Adelaide, uh, or do you know of any players that Adelaide are showing interest in? Um, well, we, we catch up um, with all the AFL clubs who want to come and, and talk about the SA talent um, several times during the year. It's not just a one-off conversation. They're constantly ringing and checking in. Mm. And you're right, uh, half of the questions they ask have nothing to do with can they play football. It's about are they reliable? Mm. Um, how do they handle how do they handle 
um, setbacks and disappointment? How they, how do they team, how their teammates um, respond to them? Do they have leadership skills? All those kind of things that are sort of hard to measure from the outside. Um, I think the Crows. I think the Crows have got their eye on Kane McAuliffe. I think he's a strong inside mid that they they're keen on. But uh, I know Ash Moyer. Ash Moyer went and trained with um with the Crows as part of his national program at the start of this year. And and I know from talking to some of the Crows players after that week, they were all blown away by how well he looked inside the AFL environment and how naturally he looked. So um, yeah, based on what Ash did with the Crows in in January, um, you know I'd like to think that they're still interested in what Ash could bring to. Well, is he still growing? He's, well, my information says he's a 188 centimetre forward, which is not huge in the modern game. Oh, no, all these boys are still growing. I mean, they're only 17, 18, these guys, so they'll still keep growing a bit. I mean, I don't think Taylor Goad's going to get much taller than no, 207 no, centimetres, no. but, but he certainly needs 10 kilos, that's for sure. Um, but no, Ash will keep growing. He's got a, he's got a good physique at the moment, but I'm, I'm sure he'll get to 190 at some stage. And Kay McAuliffe, he might get a bit... Uh, a bit heavier and a bit stronger um, with more work in the gym. But, um, yeah, they've all got certainly got a, a fair degree of growth yet to come. Okay, Tony, we painted the picture of a career in AFL footy, but not everyone gets drafted. And there are many players then who are left behind. How do you handle them? Um, yeah, um, delicately for some of mm. them. And, and some of them are some of them are that well-equipped and, and um, realistic that, I think deep down, some of them already have a fair idea of how it's going to go. Yeah. Um, but we'll reach out to the players. Um, Jack Hennett and myself will we'll touch base with them and just check in. And um, the great thing about our players over here in SA is they all have um, excellent sample club environments true. in which they're very already true. familiar with, whereas every single other player in Australia has to find a new club now, except for the WA guys. Yeah. They've all got to find a new club and start again. But our boys will be welcomed back to their sample clubs with open arms and, and their coaches and the managers and support systems around there are all very well equipped to handle um, handle the play disappointment. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we do our best to try and offer our support, but um, it's more, almost like a case-by-case scenario on who needs it the most. All right, Tony, we'll put your knowledge and judgment to the test. How many South Aussie boys do you think will be drafted? Oh, well, it really does depend on how many selections they have overall, um, Kimbo, because I'm hearing that it's going to be pretty low. 60? And something, yeah, something that we've noticed, um, sort of post-COVID, is that the number of national selections is getting less and less. Um, so if there is 60 players drafted, we'd, we'd like to think that we can get, you know, six or seven of those guys from SA. Um, if they if they go into the 70s, we hopefully maybe get eight or nine. So, but um, yeah, we'll have to just wait back and see and, and see how. Uh, especially, I mean, Port only got one pick, so it doesn't really help. Our SA lads who, who Port and Port have been good in drafting SA talent in recent years. So hopefully the Crows can do the right thing by the SA boys this year and, and take a few of our locals. Well, Tony, congratulations on all the work you put into these young men with your team down there. Uh, we wish all these youngsters the very best on November the 20th, the 21st, and the 22nd. We really appreciate your time. No worries. Good to chat. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tony. Tony Bamford there, the South Australian National Football League under-18 coach. Uh, Got a little bit out of that one, Rooch. You mentioned Kane McAuliffe and uh, the Crows are showing interest Mm. and he plays like a young Patrick Mm. Dangerfield. Mm. So he's a ball and he's Mm. fearless. And uh, and also some nice raps on Ashton Moyer as as well. Stay Uh, tuned, Kim. Yeah. November 20. 
21 for the two rounds of the national draft, mm. and then we go to the rookie and pre-season drafts on November 22. And the interesting one, like you mentioned, and we received a call on this, what was it, start of the year or yep. last year? Early this year, yep. Taylor Go. Yep. And it's a biggie. Like, uh, in the early days, the big men would go early because they were like diamonds. They were hard to get. And now we remember that Aaron Sanderlands and Dean Cox were both rookies. Well, exactly. They take time to time. develop. So a lot of people sit back because they yep. know they can do deals further down the yep. track, let someone else develop them mm. and take their chances. So yes. we'll keep Hello, an eye on, Clarkson. on that one. <laughs> All righty. Very interesting. Hey, Roots, we're here thanks to Brasilia Coffee. You love your coffee. Yes, I wouldn't mind stay, one now. Yeah, stay grounded, Roots. You struggle with that. You're a bit of a buffhead. <laughs> uh, make the perfect <laughs> cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. I'll get a mirror somewhere. Yeah. <laughs>